Listen, this was my theme song. When did this come out? 2007, I think. That was on the Heartbreak Drake mix. When did it come out? 2009? Okay. Whenever that was. Long time ago. Was this on his official album? This was on a mixtape, right? Too Far Gone. Okay, okay. So Far Gone. Okay, okay. All right. Well... It was one of those ones, you know, along with Houston, Atlanta, Vegas. And what's the one with Lloyd that, um, that was my other one too. All early Drake, all early Drake. All early Before Drake. Before the first official yeah. album. Yeah. You know. Well, what's the one with Lloyd you talking about? Um, what is the song? It's, it's Drake and Lloyd, um, Night Off or something. Um, what is it called? Night Off. That is it. Yeah. That was um That was a banger. Thank you for reminding me. Right. <laughs> Listen. Early Drake, man. I was like burned C D, discovered it from somebody else. I was like, oh, I'm locked in. And I am. I'm a Drake fan. I know. I know. Cause you know, people are like not happy with the music that he's released as of late. They say he's not really, you know, for all the dogs. Does anybody remember any single from that? Did nothing, no, right? No, I, uh, huh? First person shooter. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's it. I'm with you. I think he's suffering from oversaturation of music. I can see that. You know what I mean? I, I don't want to say he needs to take a page from Cardi B, but this break that he was talking about taking, I he think should he, take he it. Really, really, really take a break and then come back. You know, when people miss you. I think so. I think, I mean, and again, I love Drake. I, I'm going to listen to everything he puts out and, you know, make a determination. But it just, it seems like the last few albums, even if there's been stuff like, you know, I liked the his house EDM dance, however you want to term that album. There were some songs on there I really enjoyed. You know, and I appreciated him trying to do something different musically, but not everybody else did. So, <laughs> you know, that's what the last two was the um, her loss. Was that in between those? The one with 21 Savage. So, I mean, I just feel like, you know, there was some songs on there, but I just feel like he's just kind of you can't even remember. And that's not how it was with the Drake album. Drake makes anthems and we're not in that point anymore i don't know i just think music in general we've talked about this needs some type of shake-up but i don't know what the shake-up is and i don't know where the new sound can come from because there's only so many keys on the piano and notes and tunes so <laughs> we shall see all right listen y you know there's been a lot of stories, especially at the end of 2023, um, in reference to entertainment and some of the positions and situations people were put in in hopes of achieving their dreams, right? There have been sexual harassment accusations, groping, all types of things, you know, um, cover-ups, things of that nature. Suffice it to say, it can be a treacherous business, no? 
But <laughs> we've always heard rumors about the Illuminati and this, that, and the third. You know, Weinstein and what happened with him confirmed a lot of things that people talked about as far as the casting couch and yada 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 you know we talked about this thing with Epstein that we will get into as far as the list coming out and Jimmy Kimmel's response to Aaron Rodgers I just want to know from you guys before we get into the stories because you know we're gonna take a quick pause and then when we come back we're gonna get into the full breadth of it but do you think that there's a price to pay to work in entertainment? Do you think that there is no way that you can truly be successful in entertainment without, we're not going to talk about on a spiritual level, giving up some of your soul. We can talk about that another time. But do you think that physically you have to give up something in order to be successful? We'll get into that on the other side. You're locked into RSVP with Joel Monroe on KBLA Talk 1580. You are locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. So before we get into what Corey Holcomb and Damon Wilson had to say, Damon Wilson is Lamont from Sanford and Son. He also played Oscar on the reboot of The Odd Couple in the 80s with, um, I think the gentleman's name was Ron Glass, who played Felix Unger. He used to play on Barney Miller. Um yeah, so, you know, I thought it was interesting. Obviously, these interviews did not happen together, but I just thought that their conversation, the timing of it, especially considering as we're coming off of the situation with Christian Keys and obviously the accusations that Cassie Wade um, levied to... Diddy, and then the subsequent suits that followed. It's a lot happening, and we hear about it all the time. We've been hearing about the casting couch probably your entire life. You have heard some type of reference to it, even if you didn't know exactly what it was. It's something that you are probably, to some degree, familiar with. So we're going to get into that, but before we do, I wanted to share with you Jimmy Kimmel's response to Aaron Rodgers saying that he knows that his name is on the list of people that had some sort of dealings with Jeffrey Epstein. So Jimmy Kimmel tweeted and said, Dear A-hole, for the record, I've not met, flown with, visited, or had any contact whatsoever with Epstein, nor will you find my name on any list other than the clearly phony nonsense that soft brain wackos like yourself can't seem to distinguish from reality. Your reckless words put my family in danger. Keep it up and we will debate the facts further in court, Aaron Rodgers. So Jimmy's like, don't play with my name. Don't play with my integrity. And if you do, we can go to court with it. 
I'm not mad at that because people have tried to, and I told you guys this when I initially mentioned that this list will be released. I don't believe the list is going to be what people think that it is. I don't believe that it is going to be as revealing as they're expecting. And a lot of the information that is contained in this is information that has already been released to the public in some form or fashion. But, you know, we'll have to see. I don't have any insider knowledge that's just, you know, from what it looks like. But um, Jimmy Kimmel said, don't play with my name. I will take yours too. So we'll keep abreast of what happens with this and what Aaron does in response. Because, you know, Aaron's been being a little cheeky as of late. Side note, um, you wrestling fans, WWE fans, I know that you were happy the other night because on Monday Night Raw, there was a familiar face that stepped into the scene. Dwayne The Rock Johnson returned to WWE for Monday Night Raw. And, you know, his comeback, everyone was excited. He challenged the WWE Universal Champion, Roman Reigns. So, you know, people were getting their nostalgia in this. And um, it's going to be a blockbuster match. It was unexpected for some there have been whispers of that he was going to be making his way back and making an appearance but he actually did it and um you know the fans were pleased andy i watched it live um shout out to the modern day maharaja jinder mahal that was the original surprise okay everybody was upset (laughs) i was upset that i didn't go to the live event at the forum this past weekend i should have went but they were in san diego and uh, the match isn't official yet between him and, and the tribal chief, the head of the table, which he right. referred to him as. Um, but it's not official yet, but it's a lot of rumors because uh, that match was supposedly supposed to go down this year, well, last year, WrestleMania right. here in L.A., considering uh, 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 The Rock being a Hollywood superstar right. or whatnot. But I can understand that maybe potentially saving that match for this year, which will be in Philly. It'll be the 40th year anniversary for wrestlemania so i'm pretty sure they're trying to do something big but it was dope to see the rock come back and also i mean you know a lot of nostalgia people obviously knowing his dad rocky johnson Piggly. you know it's kind of crazy i um i don't know if you ever watched that show glow that was on netflix i need to watch it and, I'm, and if i'm not mistaken it's on regular tv glow was on regular I've tv seen, now? I've, okay. I've seen it on the guide on on kcal 9 but you know I got to double check on that, but I also got to watch that glow. I've been hearing a lot about it. So uh, it just, you know, I checked it out a little bit over the break. And I remember when the original show used to come on back in the 80s, what stood out to me the most was Mount Fiji. Mountain Fiji, maybe that was her name. There was a woman and her family, you know, Samoan, I believe, ties to the wrestling. You know, they were some of the early wrestlers or whatever. And it just, in this one part, one of the wrestlers came back. And so her nemesis, who she was going against, they were like, oh, you know, she said, my character always wins. And they were like, well, what about the storyline? If you come back and win, then there's no reason to follow week to week. And that's kind of what I thought of when I heard about The Rock coming back out there. I'm like, okay, they're going to drag, you know, set it up because otherwise... I mean, of course, we're going to care. The Rock is one of the biggest 
film stars in the world. And obviously he got his start in wrestling, but you know, I don't know. You guys might've moved on to other things as far as your fandom. Nah, nah, we, we, we still rocking with the rock. And I saw, didn't he drop the people's elbow? I feel like I saw He sure did. He sure did. He got into a little bit of action. He was out of breath. You could tell. (laughs) He was like, "Eh, I don't do this no more. He does not do that on a regular basis, but yeah, um, it it was nice to see him. And the Samoans, they got a huge, huge family. Huge wrestling family. And by the way, Glow, that's all That's all females. Yes. So, um, it, it, but it's really good. Like, and it touches on a little bit of me. Have you seen Iron Claw? I've been seeing a lot of the wrestlers at the little premiere and whatnot. I'm definitely going to have to check check that out as well. So you should check that out. I think you would enjoy that. Um, side note, I don't know if you guys have heard, but this is an Olympic year. And... NBC has added Snoop Dogg to the broadcast for the Olympics. Now, if you recall, he and Kevin Hart, I think it was the equestrian stuff or whatever, they did something together. And I also think that even though I feel like Snoop is the catalyst to a lot of this rapper-turned-host-everyday-pitchman or whatever— I do think the success of podcasts like it is what it is with Cam and Mace, obviously talking sports, out, you know, and lifestyle stuff, even though Snoop had already done something with NBC, I do think that their popularity is kind of like, hey, we got one of those, too. Let's make sure we get these ratings up for this Olympics this year, because, you know, last Olympic Games, we were in COVID. And so we had them the summer after. Um, and we're back on regular schedule, so it's only been three years. But can you believe that it has almost been four years since COVID kicked off? Coronavirus. When's the last time you said that? Coronavirus. Time flies. Four years. That's crazy to me. Election year two. Man. Is Trump coming back? No. Is Biden going to win another one? I yes. don't know. Who else is there? Well, that's a conversation. We have a long, long time to discuss all of that. And we do that here. That's the type of stuff we talk about. All right. So listen, let me get into this Corey Holcomb thing, because I know you guys kind of are curious, right? So in a recent interview, Corey, he said, listen, if you are coming to L.A. to try and get in this industry, you are not going to make it. He did not mince his words. He did not stutter. He didn't sugarcoat at all what he was trying to say. Um, Very direct. So we are going to hear what Corey had to say and get into this topic. Listen, I used to talk about gay Hollywood. And so many people would say to me, Corey think everybody gay. Listen to what I'm trying to tell y'all, man. I don't, I can't do nothing about the lifestyle of men who choose that. But I do want to give you a little information. All you guys who thinking of coming out of here, thinking you going to make it. Yo, must be sacrificed. You're not going to get it. You're not going to get it, homie. If you ain't coming out of here to ride cowboy style at these parties, 
The Illuminati, that's, they approached me. So, listen, everybody has their own perspective, right? And I think that it's so easy when it comes to, first and foremost, not discounting whatever his personal experience is and what he's referring to. Can't, don't know, like, I'm just speaking on the idea in general and this topic and, you know, we're going someplace because, like I said, we have more. But, one, I do think that for some, it is easier to say, oh, you have to sell your soul or Illuminati or something like that than to believe that putting in work can get you to some of the places that exist within any entity that involves power and money. That's politics, that's sports, entertainment, you know, high-level corporate jobs, I think that there is the potential for anyone to be taken advantage of or pushed in a corner when you're talking about money and power, right? I don't think that it is necessarily something that you could say is only exclusive to the entertainment industry. Having said that, it is a fact that people think that they would do anything to get into this industry maybe are seduced by what they feel the glamour is or the lifestyle is and are willing to take chances that they probably would not take in other circumstances to be in this industry. But I also think that it is a disservice to the people that did work hard, you know, and probably missed a lot of opportunities maybe because they weren't going to step into maybe that side, you know? It just, it's tricky to me casting that light because I feel like on one hand, there are bad, evil, you know, crazy people in all walks of life. Those things that we're watching on Dateline, all of those stories are not just surrounded by entertainment you know there's a lot of stuff that happens in you know church school wherever power can corrupt so I think it's dangerous to kind of put that one size fits all cover over the course of entertainment and I think that some of that positioning comes from because people think that you know they have a different idea of what it really means to be involved in it sometimes especially if they have no exposure to it. But, (laughs) you know, money and power corrupt. And perhaps young Corey has seen some things. I don't know. You know, again, we just talked about Christian Keys. We've heard Terry Crews speak out, you know, a couple years ago. Attractive men aren't immune from being harassed. Andy? You know, it's interesting. Um, You talked about how you didn't want to bring the the spiritual element into this, but I think it plays into it 100%. But uh, I just wanted to say that Taraji worked hard. Yeah. Terrence Howard worked hard. 
Just saying. Well, okay. Here's the thing. They worked hard and they're talking about being underpaid, right? It's all it's all it's all it's all part it's of it. all intertwined in my opinion. It's no reason why Taraji P. Henson, Terrence Howard, decorated actors they are. They've probably been in the game 15, 20 plus years for them to now come out and be like, yo, they didn't pay me my bread. You got the Diddy allegations popping off. You got Epstein and all that. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm just saying. Russell Simmons. Russell Simmons. Come on now. Talk about wake. And then you you have a, a, a state that's trying to get rid of wokeness. Why are you trying to get rid of wokeness? Hmm. I'm just saying, I'm going to leave that alone. Man. I, I mean, I do think that, you know, I, who who was I listening to? I think it was something Claudia Jordan was saying. And she was like, you know, you got to be careful saying I would do anything for whatever because somebody's listening and somebody's like, bet. I got you. <laughs> Anything. And I was just going to say, you know, like musically, right? Mm-hmm. We got a lot of one hit wonders. Man. I wonder why. I <laughs> Not all of them probably, you know, fall under that situation. But I can see why somebody would drop a, a, a banger and maybe not want to continue. It's hard. Reason. It's hard. Um, when we get into when we get into. When we come forward, we're going to get into Damon Wilson's commentary and, you know, some other little things surrounding this. And just what do you think? I think power corrupts, Um, you know, but I've said several times that I've managed to sidestep some of these things. And, you know, we talked about my theory as to why. However... Doesn't mean that I've never seen it or been a party to it, you know, just managed to sidestep it. We'll get into all of that on the other side. You're locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe on KBLA Talk 1580. Welcome back into hour three of RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. Listen. Was Kanye projecting? Was he talking about what really happens in this thing? I don't know. You know, I'm making light of it. It's not a light situation. I just, I hope you guys understand that I'm not talking about the actual instance of it. But some of the conversations and assumptions and the way that it is laid out, a little funny, kind of amusing. Now, Damon Wilson, as I said, he is going to tell you in this interview, you know, he was a classically trained actor, right? Um, If you've heard any of the stories regarding his time on Sanford and Son, it's alleged that he and Red Fox weren't tight, exactly. Damon was a different type of guy. He didn't drink. He didn't smoke. He didn't like to party. And I heard that set was pretty active. You know, it was the 70s. And they got it in, right? And so it didn't kind of flow that well for him. And, um, you know, they didn't blend, but they certainly had on-screen chemistry. Well, in a recent interview with Comedy Hype, Damon talked about why he left entertainment. He has been involved in 
the church. And I know I'm saying that very broadly because I don't know specifically as far as what aspect. I know there's some ministry to it, but I don't know what denomination. Don't get me to lying. I don't know if he has a church these Brad Hester of, but he is more involved in religion. And in this interview, he states, much like Corey, that there is no way to get ahead in Hollywood if you aren't busting some things open. <laughs> he didn't say it like that, but listen to what he did say. Disclosure. 1982, I went full-time into the ministry. The Lord called me full-time into the ministry. I preached before thousands in Africa, thousands in China, in every city in Hamlin in America. How old are you? I'm 35. I got to suit your age. That's why you don't know. Are you, I thought maybe you, you did your homework before you interviewed me. Hollywood, I've never had anything to do with any kind of clique. I'm not a cliquish person. Right. When I, I I followers. When I grew up, I had the kids followed me. They followed my dress style. They followed the coolness, the way I walked. When I was in the war, I was a leader. I ain't never followed nobody. So these cliques, I could tell you things about people you named that the, the, the little fruit loops. They bend over billies. You cannot make it to the top in that industry without selling your soul. So those were his first comments, right? Um, little context to this interview. I guess the gentleman wasn't all the way familiar with certain aspects of DeMond's career, or certain things that had happened, and in questions. That's why you heard him asking how old he was and schooling him. He did that a couple of times throughout the interview. But um, he goes on to say when asked that there is nobody – that is successful in Hollywood that hasn't had to pay up with some type of physical, um, what do we call it? I, I don't know. You know, just he's saying they're out here and that is the only way that you can get ahead. Again, take this with a grain of salt, right? Because there are also, you know, some thoughts. Like he mentioned, he said he left in the industry in 1982. Some question whether he left or he didn't have a choice but to leave, right? And sometimes that can shape your opinion. I'm not saying that that is necessarily what's going on with him. I'm just giving you complete context so that when you hear what he says in this next clip, you'll understand. Name famous that were down there working for Joe Papp in the village at the at the uh, 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 the that theater. It, it's, it's renowned. And Walter Mirish from Mirish Studio from the, the Mirish Brothers came to New York, and he cast me in my first major motion picture, The Organization, uh, with Sidney Poitier. And that's why when I first came to California, we shot it in San Francisco and people saw the dailies and they liked my work. And so I said, oh, you know what? I'm going to move out there because I'm getting a lot of offers and I don't want to be doing this bi-coastal thing. So I moved to California and I did Mission Impossible and a couple of uh, TV spots and then All in the Family. 
And then I got a phone call from Buddy Jorkin and he asked me to, if I wanted to do a series with Red Fox. So I'd never been a part of any of that nonsense. I don't respect those people. I don't care about that. I'm, 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 you know, I told you I was, I, I had connections. It. I would, nobody was going to say nothing to me. I get it. And I, and it made me think when you just said kind of the comment about some of the people that we've known in the industry and what they might have to do to get to the top. Can you give me all of them, all of them, you name your biggest black actors, you name your biggest white actors, you name your biggest female Latino actresses. They all have to do. So that's Mr. Wilson's thought and expression on Hollywood. Real clear on what he thinks. Andy. I also just want to say that uh, <clears throat> during the break, um, me and my girl, he's watching uh, Jim Carrey, Liar, Liar. Uh-huh. Funny movie. But um, after watching that movie, I kind of went on just like a whole Jim Carrey, just binge on YouTube, just watching old clips and stuff like that. But a lot of the stuff that kept popping up was uh, Jim Carrey's hiatus from Hollywood mm -hmm. and him giving reasons as to why, you know, he kind of uh, strayed away from the industry. And I just think that even him, a white man who's legendary in this game, gives credence to, to what Corey Holcomb had to say and what uh, Brother Damon Wilson had to say. I do think that, you know, it's a lot happening. Um, one, it's excess. And once again, when you add in a lot of money and power in the mix, you can get access to anything. And that situation, you know, it sets things up for other things. And also, I think some people get it confused. They think that, you know, it's just a conversation. Well, drop your draws and I'll give you the thing. It generally, with things like that, it, it's not that overt. Do you know? It, it could start off as, hey, there's an event. It's going to be some important people there. You should come. Maybe you should come with me so that, you know, can make sure you get in, right? And you think, oh, Dude's trying to help. He's holding it down. I want to go. How would I get into this party any other way? Right? But that's not egregious. That's not crazy. Right? Oh, you know, it's this other event next week. Why don't you come by my house and, you know, we'll get drinks and talk about this project before we go to the event. And you're like, oh, business, you know... Da, 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 da. And it's little things like that that sound reasonable, but you keep getting in these situations where you really don't know what you're going to get. I, I, I mentioned when we were talking about because the 90s was a lot. Do you know what I'm saying? And I was outside. So I saw a lot of things. But I was talking with some friends. And one of the reasons I think I may have sidestepped certain situations or things like that is because I didn't drink at the time. So there's not that same opportunity to lower your defenses. There's not that same thing where, you know, there's not an opportunity for you to necessarily slip something in my drink. Cause I'm not drinking anything that, you know, 
would put me in that state. But I just, I think about certain small things. We talked about with Trent the Artist, who will be in tomorrow because it's Wednesday, you know. Knowing when to go home. It's such an important thing. It's such a small thing, but it's such an important thing. There's been so many nights when, you know, me and friends like, up, oh, looks like it's time for us to leave. Or maybe we didn't realize it was time to go home. And one of the homies pulled us to the side like, hey, it's time to go. Do you know? Um, Urban Spencer says grooming. We were asking... Um, back how how adults can be groomed I mean you're right to a degree that is because I think oftentimes when people think about grooming to your point they focus on adults and children and those improper relationships I guess for me I kind of like to separate it because it is a form of grooming but I just call it being manipulative you know because sometimes you think about it some of these guys execs, I won't just say guys, some of these people in these positions, they weren't popular, you know, when they were younger, or maybe they don't feel like they had the looks to stand out in those type of ways or the talent or the charisma, whatever you want to have it. And so they use their position to befriend people that they probably couldn't otherwise. And then it's just, you know, that's what friends do. Hey, I'm going to be da-da-da-da. There's a show, a premiere happening. You know, maybe you could be my date. You know, just so that we could introduce you to people and things like that. These are things that happen. And again, they're innocent in some degree because you network with people. That's how you get to know people. That's how you develop relationships. You know, business deals happen generally, a lot of times, especially when you're talking about things like this, from relationships. And how do you form relationships? By spending time with people. But it's just a slippery slope. And, you know, even if you think about what Christian Keys was saying, he, you know, went to an event and was too inebriated to drive home. So he crashed out and said individuals, guest house that's the responsible thing to do but some people read it as uh they know what's up they spending the night you know so it's so tricky and it's so hard to read into I will say though I do think it is unfair to say that everybody has to do something because you don't know that and I don't want to think that everybody in the world is that evil Are there people like that? Sure. But I can't say every, every, everyone. Because I haven't. What, Andy? (laughs) When we come forward, we're going to get into what Andy had to say. And a couple of more stories. Listen, welcome in 2024. The heat just doesn't stop. Get into more on the other side. You're locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe on KBLA Talk 1580. Now back to more captivating conversation on RSVP with Jill Monroe. Monroe. You were locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. Listen, money and power corrupts, you know? And one thing that I will take away from what they said, I mean, Hollywood is a tough, tough beast, right? 
And it's so hard because it's so easy to say you can't be desperate for anything. You got to keep your morals intact and you have to, you know, stay focused and and believe in who you are. But if you're trying to do something, you really want to do something, then you also hear people say you got to sacrifice, you got to do these things and blah, 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 blah to get ahead. You confuse yourself at times maybe because you're like, am I not being sensible if I'm not taking that one extra step? Because we all hear it, what you won't do, the next man will. And we hear that across everything. So I don't know. Easier said than done. Joe, you're taking me off with the truth that you're just spewing. But I already said my piece. <laughs> off air you did i'm not gonna put it out there or whatever but all i'm gonna say is this i think everybody <clears throat> everybody done grew up that knew somebody that did something crazy for like 20 bucks right 50 dollars, 100 maybe i know i'm not gonna say i know but i've heard stories about people getting killed just for you know you owe me 50 bucks Right. You owe me 50 bucks, man. Where right. the money at? And all of a sudden argument consumes. Boom. Somebody gets shot. Somebody's killed. So I could only imagine what people would do for millions of dollars. You know, and the potential is such you, you, you think about people wanting to be just in the same air or associated with these people because it, you know, not that necessarily you get assurances for anything, but it puts you in the space for opportunity. And without access you may not get the same opportunities urban spencer says and being broke allows people to make rash decisions for sure you know if you don't know how you're gonna pay rent next month if you don't know how you're gonna make this little hundred dollars stretch to the end of the month and you got meals and you got light bills and a cell phone bill you might consider some things. Oh, maybe it'll just be once. Oh, it's not that bad. You know, I don't know. We hear about things all of the time. So obviously when you're dealing with a situation like the entertainment industry that, you know, it's a small few, relatively speaking, that are able to get in and have access. And then from there to stay on, to be employed, to find work, to find consistent work, all of those things, you know, some people might say, well, maybe one time, you know, and I'm not even like going far. I'm saying something like, oh, I don't want to go to this party. I heard that they do the white lines there, you know, but there's going to be, you know, individual a there that i'm trying to get a connection with so i'm gonna go and hang out right i'm sure people end up in those type of situations all the time and some people are stronger than others some people know who they are they know what they will and won't do what they're comfortable with i mean again i mentioned not as an excuse but just a bit of fact the 90s were a wild time right and there were the women, people that were with it. And then there's other people that probably got up, caught up in something that they had no business in just because they were curious.
So it's an ongoing conversation. Um, there are more filings as far as California's being um, concerned as far as sexual assault claims. Paula Abdul has filed one against the creator of So You Think You Can Dance, an American Idol for sexual harassment. We'll get into that tomorrow along with some other stories, but it's not going to be a topic that's going away anytime soon. And we are in a different era, but people are still going to want to look back and re-examine it. Listen, Thank you for clocking in on the first day back in the studio for 2024. You know, we got all the heat. We're going to have all the trending topics and headlines tomorrow. So make sure you are locked in 9 p.m. Pacific time for RSVP with Jill Monroe. Until then, have an amazing night. When we come forward, you will hear the best of KBLA.